Are you, Hendo? I think saying he was online. What's happening? There he is. Wonder where he is. Field tripping or no? Let's see the lighting situation. Okay, we're dark. Hello. It's dark. It's very dark. Let me fix that. Hang on a second. No. Maybe. No. <laughs> I've changed the background lights, as you can see, to a uh, nice uh, supple blue, but I think I need to turn them down a bit. Did you say supple bit. or subtle? Yes. <laughs> okay. You're you're all dressed up. What's it go with this polo shirt? Uh, I come out of class. I was in class today. Oh, okay. Nice. So, um, so I um, there we go. Let's. Oh no, don't turn them off. Oh wow, this is cool. Um, yeah, no, I um was in class today and did the uh, the old uh, safety session today. So yeah. Very important. But it's a bit well. It's important. It's a bit of a reality check, and and um, uh, you know, for for all the students, and and I, I do that do that chat with every new cohort that starts and that sort of thing, and um, uh, it's just really I'm just talking about you know my experience and all the major workplace accidents and stuff like that, and mm. um, you know that I've seen in breweries and that sort of thing, and it's important that people know and the, the the one that i talk about is the you know putting a putting a uh, making a pressure relief valve on a, on a tank go it's, yeah it's pretty safe pretty safe to do in a little 250 liter tank and uh yeah it's um yeah you get people get a real very quick respect for pressure in vessels and stuff like that so um yeah it's good I actually, I won't I give, took, I won't give too much away because I've got to advice. do it again with the part-time groups. So. Oh, okay. They might listen. <laughs> I, I um, used some of your safety advice the other day because I had to, oh, I had to clean out my pool before I filled it with water, and yep. it was filled with dirt and shit, and I had to figure out how to get it all out of the, out of there. And then the the instructions was like give it an acid bath, and I'm like fucking hell, I've got to be careful with this. So I went, I bought safety glasses, yeah, bought gloves, and then I was like, I should get boots. Because you know, I don't want to get acid on my feet. But then I remembered, yeah. remember you telling me you don't wear boots in the brewery because if you get acid in the boots, it just burns the fuck out of your feet. No, 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 no. You wear boot. You always wear boots in the brewery. You just don't wear shorts with boots. Well, I was wearing shorts, so that was a given. It was fucking thirty-five yeah. degrees. Well, see, this is a common thing that happens in a lot of breweries. Is that like, especially up here in Queensland, it's really, really hot, and I don't care how hot it gets. I won't wear shorts in a brewery. That's fine, because but I'm not wearing long pants in my pool in the backyard and with acid sunshine and with acid. I, I, that that was not happening, so I skipped the boots. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought I was taking your advice. It sounds like I wasn't really. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Have you got a beer? Yes, I, I, I need some education on these beers because these beers were lovingly dropped off to me, and then hopefully, yes. sense, did you get your hands on some? No, for fuck's sake, you had one job. I know I did the job. I went to Black Ops Three oh. and spoke to Jim and went. We went. We we tore the cold room apart. Oh and they weren't no! There. Yeah. Oh no! I'm sorry. Okay. Well, so right. I had one job. Uh, well, it's okay. I can go back. So you can defer that beer if you want to drink it together. No, next week. Right. that's all I got. So I'm, I'm going to. Have to oh, okay. Well, just shut up and drink it then. Uh, no, I will. All right. So we got um, the Social Brewers Striders Session Ale to kick things off. Excellent. From one um, of the twelve, that was, that was sent up to us from one of the twelve, which was Bo Curtis from uh, the Social Brewers in Sydney. Bo's a um, a client of mine, and when he, and he when he sort of messaged me and said, "Oh, I'm going to send some beers up and that sort of thing," I said, "I well, drink them on the show if you like." He goes, "Yeah, that's right." I said, "Mate, I'll give my honest opinion. You're all right with that?" And he goes, "Yeah, of course, that's fine." So. Big ups to to Bo for just being ballsy to to just send some beers and have us drink them on the show and just be completely honest. I think that's great. That is great. So so okay. So I thought that they were in Brisbane. Like Riley took them up yesterday. So something something's happened. He might have forgotten. He doesn't forget many things. But okay, I apologise for that. No, no, that's okay. It's not your fault, mate. It's um, just bloody Riley. <laughs> so so what? So tell me. More I about saw. The I was room. in the cold. I was in the cold room, and there was all the delivery for the week all cartons and kegs and all that sort of stuff. And Jim was very, very helpful. She's so lovely. Yeah. And um, uh, and we went through a few times. Just couldn't find them. I'm sure they're there. We're just 
didn't find them. We yeah, it was actually a bit of bad luck because when I went to the cold room yesterday, um, the they were doing a deep clean and everything had been pulled out of the cold room and everything was stacked while they were cleaning the cold room. So we had to mm. like dig for a few levels and I was like, well, that one down there, make sure that one goes to Brisbane. It was like, I feel like there's a lot of things that could go wrong here. Yeah, that's um, all right. But but t- so tell me about the the brew company. Well, Bo Curtis is related to another one of the twelve, so that's basically a sixth of the twelve, which is Wade Curtis. Sixth of the twelve, yeah, yeah. Sixth I know that of guy. The twelve, and um, yeah, and so um, he started a brewery down in Sydney. It's basically very. Very much a family social enterprise and that sort of thing. Not particularly. I don't think it's particularly big. I've seen a few photos of it, but um, oh, it's, a, it's a physical brew. They're making their own beer. Yes. There. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Nice. How's the beer? It's pretty good. I, the, the, I'm noticing that the cans. I've, I've I've seen with these cans. I think these are the ones that get printed by East Coast. Like, um, so they oh the through their machine. Yeah. So they're a little bit. You get like little chips and well, actually, I'm assuming that's what it is. This is. It might not be, but you yeah. get little chips and stuff in the can. Um, yeah, fun design. The bit, the bit. Look at that. It looks fucking good. That you, looks great. You, you got to get a photo if you're not. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Okay. Um, does your Does your Android phone enable you to take photos, or is that, is that not a feature? That... Shut up, Dan. <laughs> awesome. Too easy. Dude, that man. was not. I can see how much of an angle that's on. That's. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. Oh, good, it, good. That's, the, that's the um four and a half percent strider session ale. I like the little strut they got going on there. And yeah, good, good, good beer. Great beer, better shared. Beautiful color. I've, Tastes good. I've got a beer and I've been looking forward to this one. What do you got? Let me pour it just a second. I have been really looking forward to this one. I have got the Helios Classic Series German Pilsner. Nice. I just did a screenshot. Oh, uh, cool. Nailed it. How, how's my hair? Look at that. That's amazing. Look at how oh, good that it glass looks. Is, let, me, let me screenshot that glass and do that again. That's dog shit. Okay. Well, look, it, the beer looks good. The glass is terrible. As look, you even though my glass, look at this, right? Even though my glass is completely fucking dirty, it's still got foam. Look at it. That's true. That's it. That's a good beer. All right, let's do this. I spoke to Jake about this the other day, and he's 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 very excited about this beer. So that got me very excited. Okay. Oh, yep, that's very good. That is very good. Very bitter. Mm. What's happening on the bitterness? Probably you, not you too, not 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 as much as you would like if it's going to be a. It's a very bitter pilsner. It's it's very drinkable. Nothing wrong with it. Um, seems to be skewed a little bit towards the bitterness as opposed to a little bit of you know um, maybe some Helitau hop flavor or something like that. But mm. man, that's a minor critique. That's a bloody good beer. Nice. I would I, that definitely passes the two point rule. Very good. The, Same the this one is really fucking good. Mm. That's a that's a delicious beer. The color of that is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, isn't it? It's like a pack ale. It's amazing. Very good. Um, any what's happening? <laughs> what's happening with you? <laughs> Anything happening? Nah, no, nothing really. Anyway, no. good talk, good chat tonight, mate. We'll catch yeah. you next week. <laughs> no, I mentioned I mentioned I. I mentioned I don't have. I've only got an hour on the dot tonight because um, we've got a barbecue <laughs> happening and it's a bit of chaos here. But there's yeah. a few things to chat about. We should uh, probably uh, address the uh, the elephant in the room, eh? What's that one? The the um, ballistic thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's let's get right into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, did you um, see? So, so I I saw a um post in. Barons today, it must have been from a staff member, just said, How good's voluntary administration? And yeah, and then it was like, um, what is happening? And he was like, figure out where I work and you'll figure it out. That's the first time I saw it. And then that was yeah, deleted. Right. Yeah, okay. That was deleted. And then, yeah. then you messaged me and 
and then we saw the news on Crafty Point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sad news. Uh, yeah. To be fair, it's um um that's 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 two in Southeast Queensland in the last few months, man. Yeah, I mean we've we've said it on here before. It's a it's a fucking tough industry. There's a lot of things mm. going against breweries at the moment, and it's this is going to happen. Um. Yeah, so it's really, uh, I, I, you know, like it's obviously very stressful for everybody involved. You know, like the uh, the staff. Uh, you know, you know, David Kitchen, the other shareholders who started the business and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's immensely stressful. But um, you know, as as I've said before, when this sort of thing happens, this doesn't just pop up overnight, right? It's mm. it's always a very very slow train wreck. That ultimately yeah. leads to somebody signing the paperwork to um, kick off the voluntary administration or liquidation stuff and that sort of thing. You know, do you know much about what that means? Because that, that that yes that that confuses me. Like, <clears throat> I remember when the Easy Times thing happened. I re- I messaged them. I was like, "Fuck, you know, let me know if you need anything." And that they seem pretty chilled about the whole thing. I messaged Dave Kitchen today. He, I mean, I don't know much from just a text message, but. He, like the, the way they speak about it is it's kind of like a process they go through it's not like the end yeah. of the business and no no it's not um so basically voluntary administration is an opportunity for a business to restructure itself um restructure its balance sheet um to be able to come out the other side uh and continue on as a business so basically uh look I'm no this is not voluntary administration advice. This is not 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 VA advice. <laughs> no. But uh, but basically, how it works is uh, you go to an administrator. An administrator can do administrations or liquidations and all that sort of stuff, right? And so, what happens is the directors of the company hand over control of the company to the administrator. Right? Mm. So they're no longer directors. They can't make any decisions about the business. They can't spend any money. They're not allowed to make any agreements on behalf of the business. Nothing. Yeah, right? they are, they they are along for the ride, and that's it. Right. All right. And um and so um uh what happens is you the administrator will reach out to all of the creditors of the business so that so that so all of the people who that business owes money to. Yeah. And they'll usually call a creditors meeting. Um uh and, and people who people who are creditors will have to register themselves with the uh with the administrator and um um, and at the same time, there would be quite a bit of negotiation probably happening in the back end. Maybe there's someone who's prepared to invest in the business, maybe sees some opportunity some of the debt or know, to, to buy it low and that sort of thing. And maybe, maybe, well, maybe it's buy out the debt. Maybe it's, to, you know, maybe it's to, to, you know, something else. And so basically it's a bit of a negotiation between, um, you know, the, um, so the so the thing is is that the administrator can make lots of decisions, including mm. s- selling shares to other people. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And and that you don't get a choice over and that sort of thing. And so um, so for example, uh let's say I had a significant amount of money, I could approach the administrator of Ballistic and say, Hey, I've got a lot of money. I see some, you know, value in this business. Um I, I wanna I'll give you this money, right? And uh, I want a such and such equity in the business, and the administrator might take that on board and go. And he, he's his obligation is to act in the best interest of the uh, the business and, the, and and the creditors as well. You know, just, in some respects. What I don't, don't understand, like, isn't that also the job of the current directors? And they've also got that power, and it's just very fucking yeah, difficult to do. No, 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 no. So when you have an administrator, right? Um, the difference, I mean, I guess any director of the business could approach any creditor and renegotiate debts and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. And they can, sell, they can sell shares if, if they're in the constitution to sign off on a board yeah, resolution they could, to sell shares. Yeah, they could do that, right? Yeah, they could. of course they could do that. Um, but the thing is, is that what the administrator does then is they call a meeting of the creditors, right? Yeah. And so, and by that time, the administrator's usually got a rough idea as to what's going to happen with the business. He, right. He'll either decide... I've got such a Hendo over here with his deep pockets and he's going to put some money into the business and you're all going to get paid 
your full amount or this many cents in the dollar and all that sort of stuff. And they get an opportunity to negotiate. Maybe they want to trade their debt for equity or something like that. Depends, you know. Mm. So many things that can happen, right? In that in that point. But, but is it like, like the, how does the how does the business like how do the people go through this? Remain chilled about it. Like, is is the ultimate outcome that because this happened at easy times? And I put, I put a thing on Instagram. I was like, oh. You know, this is a feel for these guys, like support them, go in, grab a beer. And I got a few messages back from people who obviously easy times owed them money. And they were like, I mean, they were like, don't don't support them, like they owe us money, which I fucking yes. understand as well, because it's just kicking the can further down the road. Like like what happens to the creditors, especially the small ones? Like, yeah. do they just not get their money back? And it then and then the company comes out of VA and it, it depends. Like, like the, the administrator could decide it's in the best interest of the business to wind it up and liquidate it. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, that that is that could well be. Uh, so is, a is it more just get, because? But directors can can decide that too. So was it just getting you know some experience in who've dealt with this shit before? Anyone. So if if a director like. In most brewing businesses, the directors are the shareholders, right? So when I chose to, you know, liquidate my business, it, there was no coming back from that, right? There was no way of going into voluntary administration. Why? It just what, was what, there was why? no assets, mate. There's no money. Yeah. So you didn't there's think no that, money. you didn't think of calling in a VA. You're just like the, the, the finances don't add up. I'm out. It was. It was never gonna. No, it wasn't that. It was just like just. It was just that was it. It was never gonna. Never gonna bounce back. There was no assets in the business. Um, well, the, and I, assets. Uh, you had the brand and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, but but that went to the landlord of the bar and all that sort of stuff and mm. um and the debts far outweighed the assets and stuff like that and yeah. um I ended up paying personally um a lot of the debts you know, over, over subsequent period and that sort of thing. No, it just, you just, yes, to be fair, um, you know, the day my business went into liquidation, that was a massive load off. Mm. Massive load off. It was just like, I, 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 I no longer had to stress about what was going to happen next because it was yeah. no longer in my control. Yeah. That's, but that's what I, that's what I wonder about. That's what this, this process feels like. It's kind of like, Oh, for some some of the people, it's going to be you know that there will be a sense of relief. I think um, uh, I think there's going to be some shareholders that are going to get uh, bone the bone. Um, what does that mean? And, what are they going to get shafted? Right, I would say shareholder. Um, but 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 like if 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 the message is like we're doing this to fix the balance sheet, the only thing yeah. that means is that the money they owe to other people. Is not going to get paid to those people. That's how you. Uh, not necessarily, down. right? Okay. So or they, or they get more money a, in. Let's let's have a let's have well. Okay, let's have a look at the specifics around ballistic, right? So they need to raise some cash because they've got some creditors to pay. They, right. They're not allowed. It's illegal to trade while you're insolvent. Right? Yeah. That's another thing why you call in a voluntary administrator. Yeah, yeah. You, is because like, it's a fucking. It's you go to fucking jail for that oh, shit, mate. If you if you yeah, yeah. if you trade while you're insolvent, you got to step out. Right? Yeah. And that's when an administrator steps in, right? So if you have a look at the ballistic business, right? Let's have a look at that, right? So they've got their main brewery in Salisbury. They've got the bar in West End. They've got the pub in Springfield. They've got yep. the Bargara Brewery and they've got the Early Beach Brewery. Yeah, they went nuts right? buying shit, didn't they? Well, exactly, right? Plus, they went through the scenario of uh, all of that product recall. Now, I don't know what that cost them or anything like that. No, I think that's 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 a big part of it. I think uh, I've had it had to be had to be a big part of yeah. it. Yeah, I just don't. You know, you can get insurance for that. Whether they are insured for, it, I don't know. It, that's speculation. Insurance is so speculate. fucking expensive. It's yeah. yeah, especially for things like recalls and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And and so you know, so there are these assets that could be sold to raise money, right? To pay debts. I mean, are they are they what? profitable businesses though? Like a lot of those things doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, it does right. matter because There's you can't the, sell something that you can't sell. Well, it's got it's, but it's not worth nothing, right? Might be, there might be. Well, exactly. So that's the point. So the administrator can go right. We're selling that, 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 and that, and we're going to make these staff changes. We're going to cut our wage bill, all that sort of stuff, and mm. away you go. Right? Yeah. Um. So that's possibly possibility. So you know they've got all these satellite venues. 
maybe they were doing well, maybe not. Uh, who knows? Um, and um, and so the administrator could choose to sell those assets, um, which I think is pretty likely. I would imagine it's uh, that's, that's fine that know, that's likely. But I, I just someone think, someone could also this, can I can I just just say like if this business is. You know, if this business is at the point where it's hiring vo- voluntary administrators, like that, those assets are probably not performing very well, and they're probably, in, as a result of that, they're probably not worth much. That'd be yeah. a fair guess, right? They're probably sure. not worth much. Sure, but they're not worth nothing, so it's worth selling them. They might be worth nothing. I mean, right. fucking, how many? It's pretty easy to buy a bar. Yeah, of course. But then at the same and then at the same time, there might be someone waiting at the wings with some money ready to inject into exactly. the business as well. Yes. And, and they oh. might be looking for a bargain and be like, we'll, we'll buy this debt out and I'll take this chunk of equity. And Well, exactly. And so, and so what can happen is you have a meeting with the creditors. You've got someone here sitting with some cash. This guy sitting with the cash say, oh, I'll buy this many shares of the business, but you've got to cut a deal with the creditors to say we're only going to pay them X, X pennies, X cents in the dollar. Mm. Right. And then I'll, I'll take over the business. They can do that. Right, right but, just, but, just, but my point is the outcome of that is that people who are owed money don't get paid, right? Always. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's, Always. Not good. that's not good for the industry, is it? Like it's, it's no, of course bad. not. Real bad for the but industry. That's, but that's, that's, that's business too. You know, that happens in all sorts of businesses, not, not just craft beer. True. And yeah. this is not the last VA uh, that's going to happen. And I probably, um, I'd be happy to. I'd happy to take an under over that this is not the last VA that happens in Southeast Queensland in 2023. Oh no way! I, we, we, I think we predicted. Did we do a predictions on this? Maybe not so much, but no, we, maybe. we predicted. We predicted spreading on times ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, look, the thing is, right? Is oh, I'm looking at the bloody, uh, you know, the, the 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 thing that stressful for everybody, right? And and the the people who I feel uh, for. Um, the most right now would be the staff, mm, right? 100%. Who have, um, you know, um, lots of the staff who uh, have probably been there for quite a long time, many years, and that sort of thing. Put a lot of effort into the business, and right now, um, you know, who knows if they're even got a job? Yeah, well, you'd hope, like, and I hope, and you know, I think everyone would hope that what you just described will happen because like this is a really fucking strong Queensland craft beer brand. It's one of the biggest mm. and most established independent kind of brands. Like you would hope that they rescue the brand and they've got awesome assets at the brewery to make the beer. And you would hope there's a there's an, an administrator can see the ability to make a profitable business out of a good brand mm. and a good set of equipment and if that happens, the staff yeah. still have jobs, and yes, that's that's the the outcome that everyone would hope for. Yes, um, and I guess but the question is, do they have jobs right now? Yeah, what's well, yeah? How, well, how does that work? What, right. what happens? Like, well, there's not there's nothing stopping an administrator saying, "See you later." Yeah, all right, um, and that is that's that is a reality because the, do not the, the, the normal employment laws apply at that point like you can't you can't just people just leave like not really i don't think so that's legal advice Let, let's not let's not yeah i don't want to do legal advice but i no. would i would i would probably say that it would be well within an administrator's uh power to be able to stand staff down to conserve yeah. cash in the short term right yeah yeah which which is a reasonable thing to do with the administrator they've got to act in the interest of the business and the creditors and all that sort of stuff and i get that right but i sincerely hope that uh, the staff who are, um, uh, I hope that there are staff, the staff that are there are okay and have not found themselves in a situation where they suddenly don't have an income mm. because that would be very, very concerning. They must be shitting themselves. I mean, it's terrible. Fucking oath. Yeah. Right? And so... The thing that 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 um, that really concerns me about that, I, that's just me. I, I just care about the workers and stuff like that. I sincerely hope that no one's lost their job and everyone's still at least getting paid. Well, they go and sort all this shit out and that sort of thing. And um, but you know, if not, that would be of quite a bit of concern, right? Because um, one of the shareholders of the business is a much larger 
entity, right? Who, uh, who you know? How are they? How are they doing, old mate? Um, Mighty Craft. Mighty Craft. How are they doing for cash? I mean, I mean, they're not jumping in to save ballistic, obviously. But no, well, this is yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So, so what's what 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 should they do in this situation? Well, they own ten percent. I I think I think it's fair to say, like what we've said the whole time in this show, is that like their strategy early on was not the right one, and for the last year or two, that they haven't doubled down on that. They haven't taken more equity in these brands that they took a little bit of equity in, mm. and. They're probably not going to do it now. It wouldn't make sense for them. No, to that's right. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, so you kind of it kind of leads to like you know, um, founders uh, Mighty Craft, uh, you know, giving potentially if it turns out to be that way, potentially giving some workers the shaft. Um. Well, they're not giving any work. Well, like, sorry, say that again. Well, okay. So you've got a you've got a, if you've got a bigger entity. Right, and I'm yeah. just talking. I'm just talking about being a good person, right? So you know, you got you got a minor shareholder in this business that has much bigger resources, right? Mm. That has um, that's that's suddenly where there's the potential for a lot of workers to suddenly have no income, and uh, you know, and and um, you know, I, I get it, it's business and all that sort of stuff, but it just doesn't leave. You know, it has the potential to leave people in not a very good place, particularly workers. Hundred percent. But what, what are you suggesting? And there's and there's no and there's absolutely and there's no duty of care um, on Mitercraft whatsoever to give a fuck about these workers or anything like that. They don't have to, right? Because they're just along for the ride. But Do you know they, what I mean? Yeah, they're a, they're a shareholder that own ten percent. It's not like it's not like they own a, a portion of the business at the point. I mean, look, if if like they made redundancies last year and no one even talked about it. Yeah, and and if you're in a business and it structurally doesn't make sense anymore, you have to make redundancies. Yeah, this is ten percent of their business. It's not. Yeah, they're not a significant shareholder, even though no, they're I get a it. bigger company. I get it. I get it. I get it. And you know, their focus is on other brands within their portfolio and that sort of thing. You know, and and they've got to, they've got to protect the interests of their creditors and their investors. And oh, absolutely, well. absolutely, oh, absolutely. Business is fucking yeah. hard. Yeah, I get it, 100% get it. Mm. But then there's the whole be a half-decent corporate citizen as well. But I guess maybe that doesn't extend in a lot of cases in uh, in business and that sort of thing. So, Oh, you know. I, yeah, but, I mean, in, in this case, I feel like you're being harsh. If you own 10% of something, it's it's not their job to come in and rescue it. Like that That would put all their other brands. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that they should rescue it. That's not my point. My point is, is... Do they care about the inspired unemployed or actual unemployed? Oh, Hendo, that See was my a point? soundbite you did there. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Do you see what I mean now? I'll pay that. All right. Yeah. That's number one. That, 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 is, that is my, that would be my concern. Now, everything that we've just spoken about is just, you know, we, we don't, I don't know what's happening, but that, that you know, I've just sort of, had a bit of a think about some of the scenarios in my head, and I just sincerely hope that it just doesn't work out that way. Oh, 100%. I think I think it'd be terrifying for staff. I agree with you 100% when it comes to staff going through that, but I don't agree that it's a mighty craft issue. Hmm. I, I think that's that's unfair. 100%, 100% agree. But there's certainly a uh, the potential for a, a bit of a PR faux pas. PR faux pas. Oh, you think okay. You think it's it could be become a an uninspired, unemployed type situation, like a headline type thing. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I just I, I just sincerely hope that they sort this out. It's only happened today. Who knows? Let's see what happens. Yeah, we all, we always hear rumors about this kind of stuff happening, and and I just think like, what's ultimately going to happen if like all the things we thought would be true about this industry turned out to be false and we all just end up working for Lion Nathan and Asahi. Like like what at least at least they'll give you a steady paycheck. Mate. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like it, like that's that's kind of like if you think it through enough steps, you know, it's kind of where it ends up. You like that's that's why people complain when these companies sell out and um 
the whole craft of the whole thing dies and these good companies die off because we just go back to how it was before. And yeah, people had a steady paycheck, but the fucking magic that we had was not around. So yeah, that's kind of where it's headed. Ah, it's not all doom and gloom, mate. No, but I think it's I think, a, it's a, like it is, ballistic it is... or a big uh, ballistic or a big brand like like they've it's not like they've done a bad job really at anything like you know they've they've always no. been up there that they've they've had they had the Hawaiian haze thing with pretty early and that really helped their business you know that they've, they've had a well known brand they had really great brewers that a really good site and it wasn't like overcapitalized in terms of equipment or anything they're pretty early early with cans. You know, good brand. Like mm. they've done it. They've done everything pretty fucking well. A lot of tap rooms. Mm. A lot of you know the hospice stuff was done pretty well. So it's it's not like they're just a shitty brand that have just fucked up. They're, they're a good. They're a good bunch. Of course, yeah, absolutely. And I and the same as what happened with Easy Times. You know, who went into the DA five weeks restructured, come out of it. You know, the other end and that sort of thing. Hopefully, stronger and that'll that'll sort of you know uh, play out. You know, over the coming months, that sort of thing, and I sincerely hope that the same happens to Ballistic as well. I hope so too. I just think it's a very different business, very different. Like, like Easy Times is oh, a, for bar, sure. a bar that produces some of the alcohol. As far as I know, like I don't, I don't think they. I'm not that close to them there, but I don't think they wholesale a lot of beer. I think it's a high turnover hospital venue that produces beer on site. Yeah, and very, very different to a, a you know a, a beer brand. Mm, mm. I, th- I think it'd be, yeah. Easy times ones kind of made sense because you could get a bunch of people to come in and buy some business. Own a bar yeah. and yeah, it's a good venue. Good, like they, they should be able to make money with that business. Like it, that, mm, mm, mm. for sure. Yeah, ballistic. It, it, it gets so big that it, it'd be tough. Mm, indeed. Indeed. This uh, right. this beer is growing on me. Okay. It gets better bitter. the more you drink it. Can I ask you shouldn't, ask judge a, you shouldn't judge a lager by its first sip, rather your fourth pint. How many you got? Just one. Maybe two. I think I've got two. Can I can I get uh, just a one bit of uh, Dulux advice just before we move on? Yeah, please. So I put a wall in my backyard, right? Yep, yep. And it's a rendered wall. It's around the pool. Uh-huh. And I want it to look yep. like all living the dream, white and all that kind of shit. Right. Um, I painted my house lexicon, right? Yep. yep. Because I was because I was told that lexicon half would be too bright. Yep. So I've, I've regretted the decision for a while. And then I was kind of like, actually, maybe it was the right call. Because it uh-huh. when it gets pounded by the sun, it's pretty fucking bright. We, oh, yeah. We look out of this kitchen, straight at this wall. Yep. So I'm also nervous about being bright, but at the same time, I often look at my house and think my house is fucking grey. Yeah, well, lex- lexicon is grey. Exactly. So my question is: so if I was to be consistent with the rest of the house, yes, I would paint the wall lexicon. Right. But should I be inconsistent with the house because I think I made the wrong call on the exterior of the house and I want it to be half? Yes. And should I paint the wall half? Or should I just be oh, consistent and paint it lexicon? <clears throat> Mate, if you want to be inconsistent, paint it fucking hog bristle. No, I'm not I'm not painting a hog bristle. <laughs> I know I know that is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um oh. Ooh, okay. So um see, I'm pretty I, I can beginning to consider myself a bit of a a, a, a white paint expert. Mm. Um but I think but I think that the um extent of my skill set um, is limited to interior plan, interior and not exterior. Yeah. Exterior is not your strong point. That's fair. No, yeah. no, you know. And so, but my, but my exterior is half lexicon. So if, if you're if you're inside the house, looking at the outside of the house, you've got yep. half lexicon inside the house, and then ceiling. Yep, yep. yep. So it's it's kind of it's a, it's a, it's an interior exterior situation. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 you've made all the right moves so far, and I trust your judgment fully as to what you choose to do next. Why don't you do a mural or some shit? No, it's got to be white. It's got to look like you know, like coastal boho type design with like fucking, you know, straw and white shit and that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Fuck, sounds boring. 
yeah, that's yeah. I've I've had that feedback, but that's that's what I want. So yeah, okay. Well, hey, yeah. respect, mate. Respect. I think I'm going to go the half. That that's that, okay. Partly because I want it to be more white. Partly because I want the twelve to be happy. And I thought that's what you would want as well. But it doesn't. Do you know what it's going to be like, right? And I think that this is not a bad thing. Do you know how, like, you see the old episodes of MASH where they're, like, sunbaking and they've got that mirrored thing under their chin? Right. That that's that that could be your pool area. See, I'm concerned about that too. Mm-hmm. You mean Just it's going to be too bright, right? Just wear sunscreen. You'd be fine. Yeah, see, there's downsides to that too. I'm learning a lot about pool ownership. Do you Have you have you owned a pool before? Uh, nah. Not, not oh one that I had to maintain. It's fine. It's fine. It's fucked. It's that I've I've heard that owning a pool and owning a boat are both fucked. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The the pool shop guy told me he's like I was like, what do I do with like my pool because they filled it up and just left. And then he's like, I've worked here for ten years. Like I would never buy a pool. I'm like, you're the pool shop guy. Like that's fucking the worst advice ever. Wow, I'd I'd actually I'd, I'd be like, shut up and give me give me my give me I'll give shut up and take my money because I'll be like. Fuck, man, at least you're honest. <laughs> 100%. He's very honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday we had a massive storm and the neighbor's house ran off and my pool just got completely filled with sand. So I've spent a lot of this afternoon trying to pump sand out of my pool. I had to I had to get my mate Krugs in, the plumber, to add yeah. some valves to the fucking system so I could pump water out of the pool down the drain with all the dirt yes. in it. It's yes. a fucking shit show. It's very, very... Don't you have a filter? Yeah, but it was like, like literally, like the bottom of the pool was like that. You've oh shit! Cartridge filter that you have to hose off, and you'd have you'd be doing it every three seconds if you did it like that. It was a yeah, wow. shit show. Yeah. Um. So yeah, d- don't buy a pool. Okay. Yeah, or or move to a unit where it's, it's someone else's problem. And also, don't yeah. put sun, don't. Put, the, the reason I brought this up: don't put sun cream on. Don't piss in the pool. Don't do don't do anything. Don't let it rain in the pool. Don't do any of those things because as soon as any of that happens, don't let the leaves fall in there, dirt in there, fucks up everything. You have to go back to the pool shop, put other shit in there. It's a fucking nightmare. What about dog? Don't. What do you mean, dog in the pool or just dog? Generally? Yeah. Dog in don't the pool. Ever let a dog in the pool. No way. Do you let your dog in the pool? Oh fuck no! That's the worst idea ever. Has it? Ever, has Elon ever jumped in there? No, Elon is uh, very, very confused about the pool. Huh. Yeah. Like, we'll go in the pool and we'll go underwater and he'll freak the fuck out because he thinks you're dead. <laughs> and he'll run up and down the pool oh. barking. He thinks you're dead. So I have to keep him inside. And then the pool is right next to the window to the main bit of the house. So he'll just stare at you the entire time. <laughs> the pool, he doesn't know what's happening. Oh, what a champion. Yeah. Don't get a dog. Don't get a pool. But Radio. There you go. All right, so <laughs> half lexicon. It, it, the 12 want to weigh in on what colour I should paint it. Right, what did they say? No, I'm, well, they didn't. I'm just saying if you do. All right, you sent me this, Hendo. Beer Reflections, hottest 100 predictions. Oh, yeah. What's this Beer Reflections thing? This is. This Have is you fun. seen that article, that, that yeah. page? Yeah, it's like some that? really awesome charting of um, different of the hottest 100 over since 2008. And where the beers have come from and how that's changed over time. Just stats, mate. Stats. I love line charts. Line charts are one of my favorite things. In They're great world. because you can just see how things are going over time. And, yeah, well, I like um, the Queensland one is weighted towards a couple of breweries, isn't it? But it's really gone gone up a lot. Yeah. Well, um, and there's some really good stats in there. Like I love the Beachy Pale stats, just been around forever. Yeah, since twenty since twenty thirteen, it's been sort of around in the top twenty. hasn't fallen out of the top twenty. Only a line chart will tell you that. So wait, where? Um, so it's got specific beers. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. Just go to the Beachy Pale chart. Oh, the chart for each. Oh, okay. Isn't that cool? What's going on with? Oh, there we go. Oh, I see. And you I see, see, and you see my pick for um for number one this year, Larry. Yeah. Still on the upward trend. That's true. That's why I picked Larry as number one. Yeah. Because it is trending upwards. And it just seems not logical that it continues to trend upwards. Yep. That's a it's a good pick. You 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 won't be right because I'll be right, but that's fine. It's a good pick. Okay. What's the and what's that other yellow one though? That's that's Macca. 
the good one there to see the uh, the stakes as well since two thousand eight, and you can see that Victoria's um, uh, is in decline, mm. trend, trending down. Queensland is trended up and then plateaued since twenty nineteen. Yeah. Uh, what's that red line? New South Wales has managed to stay consist pretty consistent and trended down. Um, w or oh, ACT on the up and plateaued. That's Crankshaft and Capital. They're yeah, massive. Yes, but plateaued. Well, you can't go anywhere from fucking number one. And I think that's number of beers in the hottest 100. So, yeah, Capital Capital had like the most. Oh, they had heaps. But but you've got Queensland, who's currently holds, as of last year, holds the most number of places in the hottest 100 and uh, with around 30. Where, Where are you looking at for that stat? That's near the top. That's just below the pie chart. Let me have a look at that. The one that's in the section labelled. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Good stats. Good stats. Good line chart. So Victoria's second, and New South Wales third. WA. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. But look at the trends. The trends are fascinating. State by state. So, what did you read the predictions in here? Does it wasn't does like. Status. I don't need to read predictions. I just know that Larry's going to. Get number one. Yeah, better beer. I think they mentioned is a favourite. I feel like I'm definitely. What state is that from? Is it Victoria? Torquay Brewery. Who even knows? Torquay's in Victoria, isn't it? Yeah, fair enough. Hey, I'm going to drink another one of these. Sundancer. Oh, nice. I enjoyed the last one. Oops. Nice. This beer smells amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm I just put my nose over the top of it, and I can smell all of the passion fruit. It's delicious. Yeah, nice. Good old hop. Good old hop man. It's first, first Black Ops sponsored beer of the show. Is it? I think other than Grzitski. Yeah, good beer. Good I've beer. Well the, done. Um, I've got the wait a second. Where is it? The No Worries Nipa. Is that another one of uh, Bo's Social Brewers? Yeah. Oh god damn that beer is so good. Well that smells good. Looks good too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's good oh, hazy. Oh shit, that just spilled on my computer. Whoops. Hang on. <laughs> Wasn't the beer, it was the, the condensation from the glass. It's just like Yeah. I've got I'll have, um, to get an, I'll have to get another laptop that'll make it two in one year. No, I've got so normally I have the half lexicon coasters that Paul made us and they absorb yeah. some of the liquid. But yeah. tonight I don't. I've just got the flat plastic ones that don't absorb the liquid and now you're seeing the results. You fucked up. I, I fucked up. I, I take responsibility. Um we actually we're not gonna talk until the hottest one hundred because it's happening this weekend. That's right. What are you gonna do for it? Um well we've we've actually got a well, we'll do something at every venue, but we've got a like a bigger size party at BH2 with a big outdoor area and stuff. So that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, we didn't talk about this before the show, but we probably should have done like a proper prediction with top fives and whatnot. But I guess we've said what we think is going to happen. I think we've already said what we're gonna, what, yeah. what our thoughts are for it. That's fair. I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. All right. Um. Oh, well, you've put something in here. What's this one? Yeah. Is, um... I just wanted to shout out to an old podcast episode that I listened to today. So because I'm back at TAFE, I drove to work and I can only listen to podcasts when I drive. I don't even listen to our podcast. No, I don't listen to ours. That'd be weird. Nah, especially not field trip. Oh, fuck that. Just I just had to turn it off. It's I was fine. so embarrassed. Nah, it's fine. Anyway, um, so... Um, uh, Beer and Brewing Podcast, episode 44, uh, with the two owners of Beerstart Lagerhouse. Um, highly recommend. Uh, I blew my mind today, that podcast. So that was recommended to me by Steve Brockman from Bright Star Brewing, of one of the best breweries in Australia, in my yep. opinion. Um, and uh, he posted in my Facebook group for Rockstar, 
um, about that episode. And I went, well, if Steve's going to recommend that, then I'm going to listen to that episode. And so I listened to that episode and only a couple of times in my life have I been truly inspired about brewing, listening to some people, and that was one of them today. Right. This is the, these these guys are from Denver. Denver. Yeah. He's wearing a burly brewing t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. If I made beers like him, then I'd be mates with Brendan Fielding as well. That's fair. Right. That's cool. And um and so the way these guys spoke about uh beer and brewing and their enjoyment of beer and this is a brewery. So Beer Start Lager House is a brewery that just makes lagers, right? And um that's it. <laughs> And um and 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 um the, just the way that they think about that, like that that you know they go well, we make like a Hellas, right? And there's not much that you can change with regards to the recipe of a Hellas, right? Um, but what it is, it's a it's it's Hellas is a beer that's about the process. It's not about getting the beer hundred percent right. It's about getting a hundred things one percent better, and that's how you make a really good Hellas. And I went fuck. That's- that's absolutely right. And then um, what's his name? Bill Bill I. Um, he sort of said, I he sort of said, I find it really boring when I sort of sit down with people to drink beer and they talk about beer. Right. <laughs> and they go, and and he's and he said it in a really interesting way. I, just to paraphrase, he sort of said, I I just get really bored when people are talking about beer whilst they're drinking beer. Going, oh, is that citra hop? Is that mosaic hop and all that sort of stuff? He said, I just find that really boring. The reason why we make beer is because it's something that you make for people to drink so they can forget about stuff and talk about other things like how are your friends? How's your family? Did you go on a holiday? All that sort mm. of stuff, right? And yeah. and I just went, and I just, I just went, holy shit, that's that's how I feel sometimes, you know? Like yeah. I don't mind talking about beer. I fucking love the stuff, right? But sometimes I like to drink beer and not talk about beer. Hundred percent. In fact, often I like to drink beer and not talk about beer. Yeah, and that's my that's my genuine enjoyment of it, right? And so, like, I, I still consider myself to be a, a beer geek in some respects. I'm not very close. I'm not. I don't think I'm closed minded. You know, I'm always prepared to try new styles, and I like enjoying a wide, diverse range of styles. Are you rage quitting from being a beer geek? Is that what's happening? No, not at all. No, no. I said I'm not beer geek, but just not not that beer geek that goes, "Oh my god, is that citra or is that mosaic?" You know? Yeah. Fuck. No. Yeah. Hundred percent. So they've all got fucking citra and mosaic, right? And so yeah, I thought that was a really interesting episode. So we'll leave a link to that in the old uh, show notes and that sort of thing. Uh, go yes. listen to it. The only and and so the other thing, the other time that I felt truly inspired, like someone spoke about beer the way that I think about beer is if you go onto YouTube and go and watch the Michael Jackson Beer Hunter Discovery TV series from, I think it's from 1989. Mm. The first episode, Michael Jackson, not the dancer, the beer writer. Right. Wait, Michael Jackson's a dancer? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't dance just then. No, but I did. I did a (laughs) (laughs) hee-hee. And okay. so Michael Jackson, the beer writer, right? I see, no, so I, he, I figured that part out, yes. And um, hit the first episode was called, I think it was called a California Pilgrimage, and they went to Anchor Brewery and nice. Fritz Maytag. That guy thinks about beer the way that I think about beer. Mm. All right? Talks about it. You know, he's. Oh, I think he said in the episode, because uh, he, he owns a couple of, he owned a couple of wineries as well, and he said, Wine is like painting with oils and beer is like painting with watercolours, right? Um, in that, you know, like with wine, you grow the grapes and then you crush the grapes and then you ferment it and then you might put it in one barrel and put it in another barrel, leave it for a few years, and then you might think about, you put it in a bottle and then you might think about drinking it a few years later and that sort of thing, right? It's more of a delicate sort of thing. Well, it's just, uh, it's oil, it's oils, right? But beer is like you brew it. You ferment it, you package it, and you drink it. Mm. The process is so much simpler, and um, and the beer is just is you know beer common to, to Ashley Carter and Bill I as well as um, uh, Fritz Maytag 
is they both share that opinion as beers, just something that you just enjoy with company of good people. So is then seltzer then just NFTs? <laughs> Fucking hell, Dan. I'm trying to say something deep here. <laughs> Sorry. You set me up, okay? <laughs> so go listen to that show. Go and go and watch the the beer hunter, Michael Jackson, the beer hunter, uh, on uh, I think they're on YouTube. Um and um yeah, it's well worth it. Well worth it. Nice good, good people. Very good. I would like to go there now. I love those American fucking TV shows where they just go to loads of places and talk about how they make shit, like the food mm. ones. It's just awesome. Yeah. America's awesome. I mean, a lot of bad shit, but I want to go back to America so bad. Maybe this year for the conference, we'll see. Yeah, maybe. I got invited to go and judge in Korea today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you know how bad luck happens in threes? Uh, okay. It does, doesn't it? Well, good things happen in threes as well, but yeah, okay. Yeah, but bad luck happens in threes. Anyway, Mazin called me three times this week. He called me three um, times today. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> called me twice. <laughs> <laughs> I called him back. I wasn't being an asshole. I just like had other calls and it just couldn't work out for whatever reason. But... Oh, did he? Did he fucking gas bag on about his uh, Citra fucking single origin series? Um, no. Wait, wait, say that again. Uh, so Mazen Hawkus has done this, um, which I think is a. I, I saw the cans on Instagram and I didn't it didn't quite click as to what exactly they'd done. So what what um hawkers have done is they've made three IPAs, three Citra single hop IPAs, mm. where the Citra has come from different locations in North oh, America. Oh nice. That's cool. Yeah. And so single origin citra. I just it's what do you I, you couldn't tell from the tin. So thank God right. Mazin called me fucking three times. And um, and I went, oh wow, that sounds really interesting, because it it's like you know, citrus just not citra, and it's probably one of the most commonly used hops, um, you know, Almost in Australia. Like hop, hop selection for beer drinkers. Well, exactly, and people just go, oh, it's citra. Well, and he raises a very interesting point: which mm. citra is it? <laughs> mm. Yeah, and so uh, hopefully, I, I had a bit of a look down into the street today to see if they had it, and they didn't have it. Um, so uh, hopefully I'll manage to stumble across some um, in um, uh, the next few days. It would be nice to uh, try those beers. Why don't you send us some sponsored beers, Mazin? Like you did, I you asked. Did do that. I you asked. Did do that back in the yeah. day when we were part of the, the mm. crew. Like, no, maybe he, should, I asked. Maybe you should answer, answer the phone calls, man. If you do end up talking to him. No, I will. I will. See if we can't uh, get some. Get a little bit of. Yep. See what happens. Yeah. Or uh, next week's cold room. Um, Bogues shut down their tour, an on-site bar in Launceston. And I went there a couple of months ago and I'm bummed about it because it was pretty fucking fun. How big's the brewery down there? I've never been to Tasmania. Oh, yeah. Well, we went to. Uh, Tassie's awesome. Tasmania is so awesome, dude. I'd like to go ride my motorbike around Tasmania. Oh man! I mean, I I'm, actually, I, I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even say that because all I've been to is Hobart for twenty four hours, and Launceston. We went down six months ago for like three days. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just fucking awesome. But um, yeah, I went to the Bogues Brewery, big brewery, big massive bottling line. Like, I mean, big big by our standards, not big by like Lion Nathan C B kind of standards, but. Um, cool tour. Like it, it, it was sort of weird doing it as someone who owns a brewery because they're giving you all these beers that are kind of like they're like this is the malt and this is the hops and it's like you're just tasting a beer that kind of tastes oxidized and it's old. You're drinking it out of a bottle, but mm. the experience was fucking awesome and the tour yeah. was really legit. Like they had the little head headset thing and you went went through and it was cool. I was happy to. Do Which it. language did you go? I don't know what that means. Which language? English. Oh, not Spanish. Was that an option? Did you ask? No, but the tour lady, like, I feel like she probably would have been able to do it in multiple. She was like 
proper honed in. She was like, right. her photo was in that in the article about them shutting it down. Like she was really onto it. Um, then you got to go to the bar at the end, and they'd like you'd sit down in the little bar, and they'd come out, bring you bring you one beer, and then bring you another one, bring you another one. There's no one else there because like no one's going there. It was like upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a cool beer experience that doesn't ex- exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Yeah. And Bogues is a well, big beer for me in term, in terms of my beer journey too. It was like your beer journey, almost, yeah, almost yeah. number one. It, it's up there. Wow. Yeah. Was that your posh beer back in the day before you discovered craft beer? No, it was my first kind of probably the first oh. beer I ever had that I, you know, I noticed flavors that I hadn't noticed in other beers, and I was like, you know, like this is, it was my the start of the beer journey. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Like now, when I drink it, I don't get that. But back in the day, it was like this beer tastes different to other beers, and there yeah, you got to start somewhere, man. Yeah, that's good. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll never get to experience it unless they open it up again. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Mm. All right. Um, so, uh, oh, other news is also bad in terms of closing things down. Our episode, huh? Boston the Brewer, episode number fifty-four, Hendo's Rocky oh. Field Trip, Bonza Dogs, Polyamorous Ketamine. Field startups has been taken copyright from YouTube. Okay, <clears throat> so we got a copyright strike. Have you appealed? I fucking tried. We we tried it the other day. It didn't work. No, 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 no. So once you get the copyright strike, then you can appeal. All right, let's do it right now. I'll share my screen. Yeah, please. So you you because um, what you did is you reached out. To, have they did those fifteen minutes of fame people reply? No, it bounced. It bounced. It bounced like well then. Times. Well, then you're going to need to demonstrate that to YouTube to say, hey, which part was infringing? Thanks, mate. So this is the Gmail. This is the um, takedown notice. Look at that. bounce. That's a bounce notice. Bounce, yeah. bounce. Like all of them bounce. It's like, like it yeah. kept coming back, bounce. And then we got the this one. Video's been taken down. View details is the only option we get. We'll click yeah, on that. Yeah, go on then. View. Yeah, we got a copyright strike. This is bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Okay, your videos removed due to copyright takedown request. Copyright. Yeah, got to review details. Yeah. All right, let's do it. One copyright strike. Yes. So what you can do now is you can re- request a retraction. Mashton Kutcher. Oh, Kutcher. oh, there you go. Mashton now Kutcher. they're telling us what it is. Mashton Kutcher turns. Frank, Frank Walker, Walker from National Tiles. Sensation. Oh no. Oh, come on. All right then. So and this is the shitty thing about it, is you don't know this until you get the copyright strike. Ah, this is stupid. This is like copyright stuff now, like on TikTok. This is a TikTok video. Like sharing other people's videos and talking about their videos. Is almost all of TikTok. Right. That's what everyone okay. Does. Have a look at this, right? Have you got the um the fucking the original? Here. Have you got the original video file? Or you should actually still be able to see it. Uh, don't replay it because we've got another fucking copyright strike. But you can see here it's got the timestamp: eleven minutes seventeen to twelve minutes and nine seconds. Where are you looking? Where? Are you looking? Where down there? It says Boston the Brewer episode fifty-four, published sixteenth of November. Content. Oh, found 11, okay, so that's right. our, that's oh, the timestamp. Okay, yeah. Right. So what you got to do, right, is if you've got a local copy of the video, just go and review it, right? So if you have a look at select action there, um, you can try it. You can su- submit a counter notification. Let's do it. Right. You've already tried to contact them. but No, but I didn't do it through YouTube. I, we emailed them, which is... Emailed different. them, yeah. But I would actually... No, nah, no, nah, don't even bother. Yeah, see, just... Yeah, you've already done that. Can't email them. Okay. So submit a counter notification. Let's do it. Beginning a legal process, Jesus Christ, and I, this is legal advice you're giving me right now. Yeah, I'm fucking doing it. Continue. Yeah. Jesus Christ, boss. No, no, you got to use your real name, mate. It's a legal thing. Well, I'm using your name then. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know if I want to. I don't want to. If you should fight this fight, Hendo. Well, what you can do, right, is actually before you go and do that, fill it out. There'll be a link there. Don't do it on the screen, mate, um, because you're about to put your inf- personal information on there. That's fine. Um, but if you go, if you go back, email's been over the internet since like 1995. It's fine. Um, but the thing is, right, is that have a look at the YouTube 
advice there because there are instances of fair use. We did not take that video and play that video and claim it as our own. No, we were doing not. a we were doing a reaction to it, and exactly. that is fair use. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, and so you, and so what you do is you'll you'll if you if you you'll basically put in a counterclaim that says there was fair use. We were doing a reaction to it. Let's do it right now. Well, uh, I'm not going to do it now. Okay. Or go to copyright school. I get. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Let we'll do. I'll oh, do actually, did just actually go back. Did you see that? It said attend copyright school for your copyright strike to expire. Copyright. Let's do it. All right. Definitely don't want three strikes, mate. So. So you should ask permission. On, okay. Oh, copyright school. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right. I'm. I'm not doing that right now because. Yeah, I've got a barbecue to attend. I'm, I've got this on my screen. I will do it tomorrow. Um, but before we go, let me see if I've got any little bites in the group because we got to do the, you know, the 12 questions. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be like pretty close to zero questions because I didn't think up a fun idea for 12 questions. But if we get any, I'm about to fire a matcher. Yeah. Let's have a look. What are we working with here? Oh, 12 comments. Brilliant. Love that. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. Steve York. Right, Can yeah. you answer these questions? Three. Question mark. Jesus Christ. That makes no oh, sense. Fuck. Jesus Christ. One, how did Hendo get expelled in year one? <laughs> is, that minutes, is, that, is that the question? That's the question. <laughs> So I got expelled in grade one. This is going um, to have to be quick. Okay. Yeah, because I went on a wild stomach punching rampage during little lunch. Oh. And so by the and and so I was a I was a very naughty little kid and probably should have been kept down. Um, and so my I was on this behaviour management thing because I wasn't a particularly good kid. My parents threatened to send me to the convent. And then one day I just decided to go on a wild stomach punching rampage at little lunch. And by the end of little lunch. Just like an episode of The Simpsons, there's just cute children strewn across the whole fucking playground, just slumped over, just in in pain. Well, then we my parents sent me to the convent on this podcast. Oh, well, I was young and stupid, and I'm I'm much more mature now, and would never do anything like that. No, okay. Well, that was a very weird question and an equally yeah. weird answer. Someone's um, listened very closely to the last episode. <laughs> Louis G, what the fuck happened to episode 54? Well, we're working on it. Well, we're where we know. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Why didn't you give the middle finger to those idiots who don't deserve to share this planet? A lot of violence in these comments. Yeah, chill out, 12. Chill out, everyone. Have a beer. Yeah. Don't focus on the hops. Focus on the experience. Yeah, exactly. Right. Louis G, question three. Why do you think your 12 best favorite supporter is a troll? Or is it just the byproduct of Chat GPT and Cortana? Skip. I think I think um, I think Louis G's had enough to drink for today. <laughs> uh, topic number two: Hogs bristle. Is it hogs bristle or hog bristle? Hog bristle. It's hog bristle, isn't it? So that's a yeah. that's a punctuation issue. Oh, that's a grammatical that's, issue. Correct. That, but that's from that's from Paul. Oh, so. Paul Metcalf, he's done topic number two with a capital N and a mm. dot after number, a mm -hmm. space and then a colon, lowercase hogs bristle and no ending. Like that's an atrocious comp. Yeah. That's he's fan of the year for 2022, but that's that's fucking atrocious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Adam Shell, if Which you also have a gluten intolerance diagnosis, what would you drink instead? Wine. Just do it anyway and just deal with the Jack Daniels. I drink Jack Daniels. Okay. Seltzer? If if I got a uh nah, fuck that shit. Um if I got a uh a celiac diagnosis tomorrow, I'd be okay. Jack Daniels. Yeah, gluten intolerance, like a lot of beer is virtually gluten free. I feel like virtually, yes. It depends. It's a very if complicated. If you're celiac and you're gonna get real sick, then no, but of course. A little bit intolerant, most craft beer. Other than like, a, yeah, this one probably not so much. That one's probably got gluten in it, but yeah, yeah, gluten at the Wazuma. Drink the clear beers and you'll be sweet. Drink, drink the Jack not, Daniels. This is not medical advice. Mm -hmm. All right, one more. Darren Gittens is the idea of national craft collaborative groups now dead? 
Was it a bad idea to begin with, given the whole hyper-local vibe? National craft what groups? National craft collaborative groups. Like I think he's saying it's the idea of a mighty craft or a good tribe or, or a tribe or, you know, a fermentum. Yeah, a no. Absolutely not. Manages lots of little brands. Is that is that no, absolutely not? No. Well, because there's always going to be consolidation in the market. Yeah, that's just business, right? Um, and it's wishful thinking to think otherwise, you know. And um, uh, and so um, uh, I, I think that we'll see more consolidation in the market going forward, not less. Uh, yeah. Not in the way that it's been in the last sort of five years with, uh, you know, CUV or Line buying out breweries, but we might see it more in the middle tier, mm. um, you know, and that sort of thing. I See, I, I think it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I, I I don't think it makes a lot of sense to have, you know, like you drive along the highway and it's like Byron Bay Brewery and it's Great Northern Brewery and it's like none of these places mm. are breweries. Yeah, same but as it's the, there's, like there's, they're all there's, brands. It doesn't really make a well exactly. Sense. There's the perception of hyperlocal, and then there's actually hyperlocal. And yeah, most most consumers don't know the fucking difference, and they're oblivious to it. And they don't care. And but generally, in a business, you wouldn't want to have fifty brands. Like there'd be no advantage to having fifty brands. You'd want to have one brand. Wouldn't you agree? Like the best businesses in the world. They have one brand. No, not necessarily, but not with things like beer when you've got to have some element of being local or yeah. the perception of being local. And Great Northern do that so well. It's just, so it's just, bu- it's just bullshit, though. It's just a, it's Yeah, a but of course. But, but people just gravitate towards something that they feel local and attached to. Mm. Like Great Northern have just been a massive success in that regard. Mm. That whether, you, whether you're in Cairns or whether you're in fucking Hobart, it's always the beer from up here. Mm-hmm. And you feel, and people, and most of the general population feels a fucking sense of affiliation with that. Yeah, so it's a right. marketing exercise. It's, it's not a yeah, exactly. You could be in fucking Antarctica, and I'd still put a billboard up that said the beer from up here, and there'd be people going, "Yeah, that's me." Yeah, I want to drink that in Antarctica though. That'd be fucking bullshit. You want to drink the fucking the whiskey Jack Daniels. Yeah, what's the what's the Jack Daniels and hot toddy? What's that? Like a coffee and Jack Daniels or something like that? Just Jack Daniels and Coke Zero, mate. That's it. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> I'm out. I got a barbecue. Go and barbecue. Go and spend time with your family for fuck's sake. <laughs> right, all right, all right. <laughs> See Love you next work, week. Mate. See you next week.